This episode of the Ageless and Awesome podcast is sponsored by the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. As a woman in the modern world, our hormones are taking a battering. They're impacted by the food we eat, the toxins we're exposed to, such as when we eat out of plastic takeaway containers, or even worse, reheat food in them. Please don't do this. If you're handling FPOS receipts, filling the car with fuel, eating non-organic produce that hasn't been washed effectively, plus so much more things add to our toxic load every day. Even though our bodies are designed to effectively manage toxins, they haven't evolved as quickly as our toxic world has, unfortunately. So our body does need support. Symptoms such as stubborn weight gain, fatigue, disrupted periods, irritability, and gut health issues can be a sign that you'd benefit from a gentle detox. And that's why I developed the Radiant Reset Hormone Detox Guide for Perimenopausal Women. This free guide has an abundance of information to get you started on your very own DIY detox. And if you'd like to upgrade to VIP, it's only $47 for a limited time. I used to sell this program for $247. The upgrade gives you the recipes, including plenty of uh, plant-based options, the meal planner, the shopping list template, the video workshop, and so much more. Click the link in the show notes to learn more now. Take care of your hormones. They are a critical part of your health as a woman. Welcome to the Wellness Glow Podcast. My name is Susie Garden, anti-aging naturopath and nutritionist, founder of the Glow Protocol, and I help women feeling stressed, flat, and older than they'd like regain their youthful energy and glow. Anti-aging is an inside job, and I know for sure that we can use specific foods, movement, mindset techniques, and build stress resilience to reduce our biological age and look and feel younger in our bodies and minds, as well as potentially lengthening our lifespan. I'm here to be your guide to the latest in anti-aging and longevity research so that you can learn and apply simple techniques to reduce skin wrinkles, body pain, gut issues, improve your energy, and have your skin glowing with health. And I'm not even exaggerating. So if you're struggling with stress, fatigue, brain fog, weight gain, perimenopause, and feel like you've tried everything, then get ready to let go of everything you think you know. It's time to forget all the strategies that haven't worked for you before and join me as I share what actually does work. I have a down-to-earth approach and make the science seem simple and actionable. I know that the knowledge and insights I share can change your life and the way that you approach your health, and I'm excited to help you glow. Let's get started. Hi, everybody. It's Susie here. I'm going to record my podcast live today here in Facebook. So uh, if you prefer to listen rather than watch, it will be available on the Wellness Glow podcast tomorrow. So you can just uh, find it in iTunes or Spotify or wherever you like to get your podcasts and feel free to subscribe so that you'd never miss an episode. And if you'd love to leave me a review, I would love to read it. So feel free to do that as well. So today we're going to be talking about the link between gut health and anxiety and depression. So I talk a lot about anxiety and stress, but there is actually a really close link 
between anxiety and depression. And it's because these are both linked into low levels of serotonin. Now, you've heard me talk about serotonin before. And the reason I talk a lot about it is it's a really important brain chemical. But in fact, about 95% of it is produced in the gut. So gut health is super important to make sure that you're producing enough of serotonin in your um, gut so that it can get to your brain because serotonin is super important for regulating mood, but it's also really important for sleep. If you don't have enough serotonin, then your sleep will likely be impacted by this. And serotonin actually also has an impact on your gut peristalsis or that movement of uh, food down through the intestines. So I have talked about that before in a previous podcast about IBS. I've got a two-part series on IBS. So if you just look back through my podcast, if you're interested in that, if IBS is something that impacts you, then please feel free to go back and have a look at those previous podcasts that I give a really quite detailed explanation there. So how do we get serotonin? How do we make it? You get the building blocks of serotonin through your diet. You get serotonin through uh, an amino acid called tryptophan. Tryptophan is a protein. So you have protein, which is your macronutrient. So, you know, you have protein, fats, and carbohydrates. So you're three macronutrients. So protein, when it goes down into the body and gets digested, gets digested down into amino acids. And tryptophan is an amino acid. So the kinds of foods that you can get tryptophan from are things like bananas, things like sesame seeds, pumpkin seeds, peanuts, legumes, oats, stuff like that. There's quite a few things you can get your tryptophan tryptophan from. And tryptophan actually gets used for a whole bunch of different processes in the body, as well as being used to make serotonin. And if we have inflammation in our body, and I'm going to talk a little bit about this in a moment, if we have inflammation in our body, it influences the pathways, the biochemical pathways that the tryptophan will be directed towards. So if you have increased inflammation, it will actually take it away from the serotonin pathway and it will direct it down a different pathway. So if you have increased inflammation in the body, this is the mechanism through which it can affect your mood. It will decrease your mood. It can cause anxiety and depression. It can also lead to insomnia if we have low serotonin. So inflammation can be a mechanism through which our tryptophan gets redirected away from serotonin. And inflammation gets caused by a whole bunch of different things. We know that we can have low level inflammation in the gut uh, and that can be caused by things like stress, processed foods, a high sugar diet, uh, obesity, over-exercising, environmental factors. There's a whole bunch of things that can cause this low level of um, inflammation. So it can cause inflammation in the gut and that can set up a reaction that leads to what we call systemic inflammation. So systemic inflammation is when you have inflammation going on kind of all over the body. And sometimes you 
can feel symptoms of that. I know for myself, when I used to eat a lot of dairy, I used to get sore joints and I thought I had arthritis because my mum has arthritis, but you know, I'm in my early thirties and I'm having arthritis in the fingers is very unusual really. And I never thought anything of it. I just said, oh, well, this is just my genetics. But when I stopped, I did a trial, stopped eating dairy for a few weeks. All of my joint pain went away. It was phenomenal. It happened really, really quickly. So clearly I was having some sort of reaction to the dairy causing systemic inflammation, which for me presented as joint pain. But for other people, it might result in other types of symptoms. The systemic inflammation can cause things like um, brain fog, can cause fatigue, as well as pain. Uh, it can also um, eventually, if you leave it long enough and you have a tendency for this, you can uh, end up with autoimmune uh, problems. So that's really important to try and keep your inflammation in the body as low as possible. So essentially, the link that I'm going to make here is that gut, your gut microbiome or microbiota, so that's your balance of good and bad, or what we now call uh, beneficial and non-beneficial bacteria, is out of balance. If that is if out of balance, it can cause inflammation. If it's in balance, it can prevent inflammation. So this is really powerful, really huge. And this is why I'm so attracted to and so passionate about gut health. And this is why when I talk about things like stress and anxiety, gut health comes into it. Like when you look at it on the surface, certainly before I got trained in all of this, I wouldn't have thought that there was a link, but it's totally there. There's a whole bunch of research now that supports this. And so it's really important to look after your gut health. And you know what? I see so many clients come through my clinic that have gut issues and anxiety. And that a lot of it manifests as diarrhea, but sometimes it will manifest as constipation. Sometimes it will manifest as bloating or just having reactions to foods and things like that. So if you're having anything like that, you really need to be seen and assessed. And that could be by someone like myself. I Obviously, I'm based in Brisbane, but I do online consultations. I have clients all over the world. And so if you feel inclined to see someone about it, feel free to contact me. I'm happy to help you out with that or uh, otherwise find a local naturopath or nutritionist that is trained in this area that can help you. So I want to talk a little bit more about what negatively impacts the gut microbiota or microbiome. One of the things that you might be surprised about is increased saturated fat in the diet can be quite uh, deleterious to your gut microbiota. And when I say this, I'm talking about stuff like the keto diet. The keto diet can be awesome for short periods of time. It can help you get a really good weight loss and really motivate you and help you to keep going on a weight loss journey if that's what you need. And I totally support the keto diet for specific people and purposes, but I don't support it as a lifestyle for the long term because we know that it is not good for your beneficial bacteria. And even 
A lot of people, are, you know, you look at coconut oil, for example. Coconut oil has been just, oh, it's got cult status as a healthy fat. But in large amounts, it can be deleterious to your gut so you, to your beneficial gut bacteria and cause dysbiosis. Uh, also things like ghee. Ghee is also very popular, particularly with um, people on paleo. And ghee as well, uh, if you're having loads and loads of it, I'm, I'm not talking just using it every now and then. I'm talking people that are having co massive amounts of coconut oil every day and for long, long periods of time. We know this is going to negatively impact your um, gut bacteria and your gut microbiome as a whole. So... That's something that you need to be very careful about. I'm not saying don't eat these things. I'm saying if you're having loads and loads of it, you need to reconsider, particularly if you're having gut issues or inflammation uh, issues. The other thing is that will negatively impact your gut microbiome is chronic stress. So, you know, I talk about this a lot, right? Looking after your stress and we know that you can't necessarily avoid the stressors in your life you know we all live a life that's fairly fast-paced and has stress in it we have financial stress mortgage stress uh, relationship stress workplace stress all this sort of stuff going on and so what it, managing stress is a really important part of keeping your gut microbiome happy so if you can manage your stress, have the tools for that, and that's something that in the anxiety taming method I spend quite a bit of time on. The anxiety taming method is based on three pillars. So mindset, nutrition, and the mind-body connection are the three pillars. So we cover straight up mindset, and in part of mindset is stress management, and in mind-body connection is stress management as well whole bunch of different things you can uh, do to manage your stress that you can fit into your lifestyle. The other thing, the third thing I guess I wanted to talk about in terms of um, what damages your gut, good, sorry, your gut microbiome. So as well as having a high saturated fat diet and having chronic stress, also if you have uh, binge drinking of alcohol. So when I'm talking of binge drinking, I'm not talking about um, going out and have a crazy night, although that will have exactly the same effect. Even like four drinks, which is a fair bit, I guess, um, can lead to a detrimental effect on your gut bacteria. What it can actually do is to cause toxins to go into your bloodstream. So it makes the gut barrier uh, increases the permeability of the gut barrier. So you may have heard me talk about intestinal permeability so the the intestinal wall has uh junctions through which your nutrients as we're absorbing our nutrients as the food and stuff goes down the uh intestine you're absorbing it through the gut wall right and that's a normal process when you have inflammation you get uh, an increase in the size of the gaps and these are microscopic right the increase in the size of the gaps through and that so therefore larger particles including some of your microbiome can get into the bloodstream and set up an inflammatory response because your immune system will go hey you're not supposed to be here i need to do something about this so you get this inflammation when you have a binge drinking situation you get this leaky gut or increased intestinal permeability happening and you get endotoxins released from the alcohol and they can get into the bloodstream and you may notice if you've had you know a big night 
uh, that you may feel like a low mood the following day for maybe it's generally lasts for about five hours. You can get this low mood and this is the mechanism behind that. And yes, you'll have that for, you know, a short period of time, but long term, if you're a regular binge drinker, this will be happening and this will again lead to dysbiosis. So what can you do about it? Well, I've just given you three things that you can do to, you can avoid having loads of saturated fat. You can learn to manage your stress and you can avoid binge drinking. But other positive things that you can do actively to help improve your gut health is including lots of brightly colored veggies. So brightly colored veggies tend to be high in polyphenols. Polyphenols will get down into the lower end of the gut, the colon, where a lot of our gut microbiome uh, resides, and it will help feed them, make them happier. Um, The other thing is feeding your good gut bacteria prebiotics. I've talked about prebiotics before and that sometimes people get confused prebiotics you can get in a supplement form but you can totally eat them in the diet as well you don't need to go and buy uh, supplements of this unless you have a specific need that your naturopath may have um, recognized or tested for in you so um, but for someone that that isn't on a specific plan have including prebiotics in your diet every single day is super super important for all of us And things like unripe bananas, if you don't like eating them, maybe throw them in a smoothie or something like that um, because it's the fiber content. As as the banana gets riper and riper, gets sweeter and sweeter because sugar is getting produced and the fiber content goes down. So if you have the unripe bananas, there's less sugar and you get the, the good prebiotic fibers. Interestingly, with pasta and rice, if you cook it and then allow it to cool, and then you can reheat it or you can use it like in a salad or whatever, that actually increases the resistant starch. And the same with potato, actually. So uh, rice, pasta, and potato, cook it and cool it, and that will actually give you prebiotics that you wouldn't have if you had it just cooking it the once and eating it. So weird, right? I love all of this about food. So feeding your good gut good gut bacteria prebiotics and that includes also things like asparagus sweet potato um what else is there there's uh, garlic onions there's a whole bunch of things that you can feed them if you want a list just send me a message and i'll send you a list i've got one that i give my clients in my clinic i'm happy to share that so that's all i wanted to cover today the link between the gut microbiome and anxiety and depression and all links back to serotonin Serotonin, gut health, eating the right foods and looking after your gut bacteria is the message that I guess I had today. I hope you've enjoyed the live today. If you're listening to this on the podcast, hope you enjoyed the podcast and I will see you soon. Bye. Thanks so much for joining me on The Wellness Glow. I loved having you here. See you again next week. Until then, take care and be well.